Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Anime Watch Club, a bi-weekly group discussion and review where the host of the What You See Anime podcast nominate and vote on shows either we haven't seen or shows that hopefully lead to a great discussion. On today's episode, the B-Sharps of the What You See Anime podcast will be reviewing the 2012 anime Kids on the Slope. Shall we jam? First up, we have Cat. Cat, do you like jazz? I do like jazz. How much do you love jazz? Uh, jazz is one of my favorite grooves to play on the drums. It is just, it's just really hard to get into when you first start. So I, I really, I really enjoy like when I'm actually able to play it. And now I'm trying to like get back into it because I've been, since I've stopped playing drums since, uh, for about two years. Gotcha. So, so you are the Centauro of our, of our discord. So thank you, Cat. Oh. Next up, a man that we know that likes jazz. We got Jay. Jay, how's it going? It's going pretty well. Yeah, I do enjoy jazz quite a bit, actually. So there you go. I think you have to by law for being from Louisiana. It's true. (laughs) Uh, If you don't, they make you like eel on rice. You have to like jazz in little way. Those are the rules. And Frank Ocean. And Frank Ocean. And be a young boy, 50-50. Yeah. But you know what Depends they all like? What age you are. Uh, 30 Seconds to Mars. Boo. 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 <laughs> City. Boo. Boo. Our first and only moderator of the night, the 2017 Jazz Hater of the Year. We got Miles. Miles, how's it going? <laughs> you know, it's going well. I'm sad I only have one ring, but we're going to try to get another one tonight. This is a good start. Um, yeah. <laughs> you That's, are uh, the cowboys of our Discord. They got two rings recently, then. Like Define recent. Ninety-three, ninety-four. They haven't gotten the ring since I've been alive. My lifetime. <laughs> they have in your lifetime. They have won three Super Bowls, Pete. But that is neither here nor there. What is here is that we are talking about Kids on the Slope, the 2012 Mappa, and some other studio production. So I guess this is the time where we do our first impressions. I'm used to going first here, but alas, I am our only moderator. So, Kat, you have the enviable position of speaking first. Yeah, so my first impressions of this show were that... So, first of all, pacing was a little bit off in the first few episodes. But my general first impressions were this this is how a show stumbles when it first gets started and then ends strong. For me, like the first few episodes were fairly, uh, fairly good, but they weren't like uh, groundbreaking to me. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, so what what you what you thought of it, and would you recommend it? Yeah, so I, I thought it was I thought it was all right, but the pacing was off, and it kind of threw me off for the rest for the first part of the show. But I would recommend it mainly to people who I know enjoy uh, music and would get a lot more of that extra, those extra Easter eggs in it. Okay. And Jay, your first impressions? Uh, First impressions of the show. I think that it starts off a little bit slow. Honestly, I think that the best part of the first like three or four episodes is really kind of seeing, I mean, the, the highlight of the show really is, uh, Centauro and Kaoru's relationship, but especially in like the first couple of episodes, like seeing the way it develops is really the highlight since we don't necessarily have like the musical background or and um you know the band assembled quite yet. I think that what I really enjoyed most about it, apart from that, is how it kind of like sets up the town as like like the the small world building, I guess, the way it sets up the town with like the the shop and the fact that there's a church in town and there's a sizable portion of the population are Christians and uh like as well as like Centaro living close to the shop and stuff like that and that's kind of how we got into it. I uh I really enjoyed that. I think that while it was a bit slow paced and that might turn some people off in in my opinion, it had just enough time to really like develop the characters and the setting enough before upping the pace a little bit with the uh, personal drama and relationships and stuff. Okay. And so I'm guessing recommend from you. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Okay. And Pete. 
So I'll try to take this back to a time when I did watch it because this is my rewatch. My story with this was I started watching this on a whim on a work night and I ended up staying up to like 4 a.m. watching this entire series. I watched it all in one go. I was immediately hooked by what this story was telling. It was a, a great mixture of drama and romance and music and the the 60s in Japan, which is like a rarity to see. So all these just like combined within the first few episodes really hooked me. And just with everything that came together throughout makes it one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, I would absolutely recommend this if you're a fan of a multitude of genres, whether it's jazz, whether it's romance. I mean, this was our Valentine's Day pick. And I, I do think the romance is handled really well in this show, whether it's through like the drama aspects with like June and Eureka to some other like aspects of the show. So big fan, highly recommended if you're into like a multitude of different genres, drama, romance, music, all that jazz mixed in the one. Yeah. Highly recommended. Yeah. Okay. So that's so far three recommendations and I would recommend it as well. I very much enjoyed the first three episodes. I think it has like a sort of a comfy atmosphere to it. There is some like tension at times, but it really sort of is like in a lot of ways to be like a like a halcyon throwback to time days when things were easier, like the 1960s, um, which is which isn't really true. But um, I thought it, I thought it was a good time. Um, I guess we'll, we'll definitely get into it later, but I, I don't necessarily think this was like a good like valentine's day pick i think that the romance here is uh sort of like a c plot really i guess like the romance might it, it, it like affects some actors and stuff but like it doesn't ever really get resolved or anything but the relationship between our two male leads i thought was really really good like they have a great friendship and the way that that's explored i think is is really interesting so definitely would recommend those four recommends from everybody. So let's get into our first uh, discussion point. So uh, Pete had touched on this on his his first impressions, but what I want to talk about is like all the different aspects of the show, right? You have like a lot of coming of age stuff. You have your romance. You got the music and stuff that gets played in here. There's a little bit of like sort of like historical sense here. It's not like a historical anime, but it is sort of a period piece in a way. And so I wanted to know, was there like one of these aspects that you gravitated toward more than the other? Did you like them all equally? You know, so that that's just sort of the the first topic I wanted to bring up. I think what I'll start off by saying is I think that the historical aspect of it, even it being a period piece, is not really important to the story at all in a way, apart from like setting up that like you know, jazz is still like contemporary music that is sort of starting to not fade into obscurity, but lose like social capital, I guess you could say. But I think that it sort of says a lot about the show and kind of, it gives the show a bit of like a timeless factor to it. Like it doesn't really feel like it, it matters when the show would have taken place just due to how good the storytelling is how well thought out the characters are like you could have told me that the show took place in like the 90s or the 2000s or whatever and honestly for the most part i might have not noticed it because it doesn't really like apart from you know maybe some of the like buildings and stuff it doesn't really come up too often in general apart from using the timing as like a way to frame how jazz is in society does that make sense so yeah. i think that like the jazz and the romance aspects of it are much more important to me than like the like really kind of minor historical aspect and i i do need to stress that it's not like a downside at all for me personally i think that it really speaks to the show in a positive way that it has that timelessness to it yeah, I agree with that. I think the, especially like the themes and everything of the show, like a friendship and all that, are it's very timeless, right? Like it's they're all stories that you could fit one way or the other into modern day. You know, like maybe they have an emo band today, 
or something. <laughs> um, the of, rappers trying to make it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, they're all they're all they're all K-pop stands in high school now. <laughs> the uncle is just the producer, an old head uncle. <laughs> yeah, he just, I, I, keeps, he just yeah. keeps sampling the Bee Gees. I realized this was the 60s when there was an American at a bar who used like a particular racial slur that I was like, oh, that's not contemporary. And then I checked it out and it was the 60s. So I was like, that makes more sense. That's sad. (laughs) So, you know, that's sad. But uh, Pete and or Kat, any any thoughts on this? Yeah. So. I caught that it was in the 60s like near to the end where it actually shows the calendar but it didn't really click for me until like basically just now and i think it 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 brings the show a little bit higher for me personally because it it makes it it puts it more into perspective it adds more context for me but uh for me personally it was a lot more about um i like the historical aspect of it of how they talked about music and how the, well, just seeing some Easter eggs of how the music is being presented. But I understand that that's not really the main aspect of the show, which kind of wanted, wanted left me wanting more of that aspect. But again, it's that's not the main point of the show, but. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I, I do think it is sort of the main point of the show, or at least it, it parallels it, right? Like, jazz is freeform and, like, very, like, you have, you see Karu, Richie getting, you know, like, learning how to sort of let go a little bit in his personal life and, like, live a little less confined by, like, his family expectations yeah. and stuff, along with learning how to, like, play jazz. It's how they express their feelings to each other. You know, I, I used to joke with, like my friends that like guys couldn't have a conversation unless we were playing video games together or like throwing a ball back and forth. And I think (laughs) that like playing um, instruments together was like their, their version of that. It's how they expressed their feelings to each other when sometimes it's hard as like, you know, two, two high school aged guys to do that, you know? So it's, it's not like the focus of it in the way that like the music is the focus of like, I don't know, Bochy the rock or whatever, but like, I, I think it's, it's very much in the forefront and Pete, you were, gonna say some well stuff. no that, that's a really good point because I, I think there's like two or three moments where you have it where richie and centauro are unable to sort of talk it out and so mm-hmm. they go to their instruments and you can tell like centauro's playing the drums a little bit harder uh Kyle R- richie's playing the the piano a little bit louder and they they express themselves through that and i think that's like a really cool element with expressing like the music element along with i think the biggest theme of this show was more like their friendship like when it came down to it like that was the focal point between the between richie and centauro like their coming of age together and sort of figuring out themselves because you see this parallel between richie who is he's loaded however he kind of lacks that family that he is looking for uh he has a mother who abandoned him he has a father who seems to be pretty preoccupied a lot he does seem like i think it's his sister but i don't know if it's ever like confirmed like cousin cousin okay he has like his cousin but like that's not really what he's looking for and you have the vice versa of of centauro who has like un like love from multiple family members but he's like super poor and so, like, you see Centauro sort of latch out at Richie in the beginning because he has money, and Richie's sort of vice versa with Centauro because he's a he's a greaser, he, he has, like, family issues, he has school problems, and, you know, like, when you see the parallel between the two and they come together, they just become, like, best friends through, through music. And it, it was such a great journey of seeing that connection between something that two people love and i especially love it with richie not being super familiar with jazz he's more classical and sort of him opening up to jazz sort of opened up himself as a person because at school you saw him as maybe bullied a little bit but more of like an outsider outcast a little bit and jazz really opening up his world and i I think that's like a testament to his character himself and also the music aspect of kids on the slope and it's one reason why 
I love this series. Yeah, I agree. I think that that that's my favorite part, right? Is like their relationship, how they express themselves and how you see the events they're going through as like we see them go through high school, like affect their music and everything like that. I think that that's like very poignant and enjoyable. So I guess the next thing I want to talk about, too, was just like the cast in general. Like, I think it's a pretty good cast. Um, I did find Centauro to be like the only super likable person but not necessarily in like a bad way um and like a you know it's not like everyone was like i didn't find everyone like oh i hate this character it was like this is a good character but like i'm frequently frustrated with them and the decisions they make and everything like that um so i want to know like i don't know if we're all just like centauro gang for life but like if if you have someone else who's your favorite character like hit me with a shout out and if not and you just have a character that you do like and you want to talk about them um let me know and we can we can chat about the cast there uh my favorite character is yurika um absolutely adore okay. her uh i think her struggles because she's sort of in rishi's camp too where she is r- very wealthy and a city that seems pretty divided it seems like you're either really rich or really poor in this city at least that's kind of like the vibe i got and yurika while it does seem like she has a very supportive mother, uh, her father figure is very daunting and overlooking her. And it seems like her form of like rebellion was falling in love with Junichi. And I thought just her character development throughout the story, we did see like, you know, like the trope of her rebelling and cutting her hair, but also little things like her wanting to look more adult, like outside of that. And like considering smoking, I thought that was kind of like a, a, a neat little nod to like trying to like change her persona for for june because like that is like a thing people do in relationships like or trying to be in relationships is change even if it's not who you are as a person but changing for that person to look a certain way and i think like that dynamic with her really resonated with me and i did like towards the end where she sort of just like went for it and went for it in a way of like being a responsible teenager but also rebellious at the same time because she doesn't like step on the train june has to grab her but like she was willing to like go to the length for june to make that decision and yurika also had my favorite scene in the entire show it's like a quote but it's when centauro goes in to kiss her and at first she like denies it but then she like sort of opens up to the idea of it but then june interrupts them and she has a line afterwards where she says, I almost hurt him in the way I almost gave in to loneliness. And that really resonated with me because instead of just outright denying Centauro without June in the picture, she was willing to hurt somebody else for her own personal gain for looking for a companion with Centauro. But June stopped that. And I thought that was just like a really powerful moment and a very powerful quote from her. That just resonated with me, which is like another element of romance that I really like in the show was sort of the denial of romance. And she she just killed it. I loved it. Yeah, I really enjoyed the uh, Yuriko as well. I was a little bit surprised by Brother June, though, because I honestly thought that he was going to end up being like a lot more of a negative character than he ended up being like. I feel like the the signs were all there for him to be like, you know, a, a scumbag who takes advantage of this young girl and then just dips out and never shows up again. And that's honestly kind of what I expected. So, like, I was genuinely surprised whenever he showed up again inside at the basement. And uh, I wasn't really sure where it was going. So kudos to the show for actually subverting my expectations there i I don't really find that that happens a lot in these dramas and i was very pleasantly surprised by how their their story ended up going and i i I saw that in the bonus manga they have a story of them and as one of the chapters so i'm pretty interested in going see that as well because i enjoyed seeing them in you know the epilogue or at least eureka in the epilogue and june alluded to you're uh you're more generous than me because I uh that's just sort of how I view him <laughs> still. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean I don't know you know what I mean. Like we didn't see a lot of 
not toxic moments of their relationship. Yeah. Like, like that whole scene of them That's in the apartment romance, baby. is like, like, I get it. Like, I understand. But, you know, like the like, I'm going to try to rape you so that you run away from me. It's like, that's a move to pull. Yeah, that's that's that was, that was a crazy move. And then she was like, I won't let this work. And then then they they got on. A, they moved in together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was they were playing chicken. I loved it. I, Maybe a little bit more aggressive than it should have been, but I did like the the chicken. He also has the ability to make the ultimate scumbag move. Uh, manga spoilers, because in the anime you see that Yurika is pregnant. In the manga, she's pregnant with twins. <laughs> so he could be a bigger scumbag dad if you wanted to, if you want that toxic trait of Jude. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, Hopefully he like figures it out, right? But like, I, I don't, like, we don't we don't know what happens with them, right? We never really, until like the end, I guess. Like yeah, the we end, see that she stops by, and she, like we have no idea how their life has gone, though. I, I think it's safe terrible. to assume that they're married. I think it's probably awful. I like to think oh, that see, it's like been, their personal relationship. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just incredibly toxic. Yeah, that's that's what I imagine. <laughs> you love I, it. <laughs> you love the toxicity. I, I. I think the funniest I, I died laughing and like you're not supposed to die laughing during this, but the scene where okay, so Sentaru gets like rejected basically by Yurika, and yep. like that's good, right? And then he's upset about it. <laughs> that's good. And what well, is good, right? Like it's good that that happened because like she's she's the worst. And um <laughs> he deserves she's better. a dumb sixteen year old. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised just, you don't he, think it's serious. Dude, honestly, I'm really shocked. It feels like a character. It's because she's really not the toxic one in the relationship, right? If yeah, you, you need her if, to be, a, you need her to be kind of a dick. Yeah, if if, if 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 look, if Brother June was a chick, I'd be like, best character, love it, you know. But that's not Sister where we are. <laughs> yeah, Sister, Sister June. June, I'd be all over. So then Karu is talking to Sentaru and is like, isn't isn't there someone? Like, that's always been there for you that, like, maybe you like, because he's, like, trying to push them together so that he can get over uh, Ritsuko. And then it cuts. It's like, Sentaro does not end up falling for Ritsuko in any way, but, like, it sort of makes you think that he is. And then it cuts to Ritsuko, and she's like, you know what? I'm going to get over my crush on Sentaro. I'm going to go for my love for Garo now. I thought that was the funniest fucking thing. died laughing i was like this poor guy can't catch a break it's been seven minutes in anime <laughs> time and he's been just cucked twice yeah. <laughs> um but fortunately for him it worked out a little bit better than that <laughs> uh for me personally I, I do want to point out like one of the supporting characters uh seiji the the dude who tries to start the rock band specifically he's like he's he's presented in a very like kind of like he's trying to be the 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 gay dude trope uh type of thing where he's going to be a he's going to be oh he's going to be like uh comic relief for in the way that comic relief was in like you know 2008 what did you call him before the, the comic relief thing i didn't understand what you said i'm sorry he was like the gay character, the okay. Seiji. I yeah, thought you like, called him. I thought you called him the gay Trump. I was like, okay, the continue. Gay Trump. The gay <laughs> Trump. 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 Yeah. Trump. Okay. No, <laughs> we don't talk about gay Trump. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Seiji kind of came off a little bit more, more of a mature uh, way of presenting. Not necessarily that trope, but a way of presenting that character where it's not the gay thing it's the fact that he's a little bit of a scumbag throughout it he's he's trying to pull Centaur away from Kaoru for the festival and it's basically it kind of falls into this thing where I don't necessarily hate the dude because he's trying to go after his dream but at the same time like like he is actively drawing he's actually pushing a a pike in between their uh in between their friendship uh and I thought that was an interesting way of 
doing of making that character and doing that during the conflict because of like it also just further made Kauru seem like he just can't catch a break at all. I I put that I on Kauru. That... Oh, sorry. Oh, well, also, yeah. Yeah, I mean you, you can say I I was just saying like I I put that all on like Kauru. Like I don't think he was trying to do anything bad. I, I just think he, yeah, I don't think Kauru is insecure. Cuz also remember he did have like he felt like a connection to Centauro even apart from the music thing. Like Centauro is the one who gave him that dream of wanting to become a musician. Like he wanted to make it out, but he wasn't convinced he was good at literally anything. And Centauro like helped him learn that he does have that presence and everything. And since he, he obviously also relates to Centauro with both of them being poor kids that come from big families that they need to support. That's true. So he's trying, also, he's trying to get Centauro out of the hood, basically. You know? <laughs> but there's also the quote where, like, while they're at the beach, he says, like, I've just got to get Centauro to cut loose what he's, uh, cut loose what's, cut loose what's holding him back. Okay, but I don't necessarily think he means, like, he just means, it's not his pro- fault that they can't be friends without the band. It's legitimately not his fault. He's not trying yeah, to get sure. them to not he's not trying to get them to not be friends. And also, he was right. Centaro would have been a fucking rock star if he kept going with him. Like or he at least would have been that guy that where they say, Oh, like you know how everybody talks about the drummer the Beatles had before Ringo? He would have at least been that guy. Pete May or <laughs> yeah. yeah. He would, yeah, would have been a trivia question at a bar at the very yeah. least. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but we all know that he would have only been he. They would have only just been a spider, uh, a Beatles, uh, not necessarily cover band, but a Beatles copy band in Japan. I mean, that's not true. I don't you think see, it's implied. Yeah, you see, you him see, Seiji's like a, talk like a show star at the end. Yeah, he, he gets yeah. interviewed. Yeah, he's like a he he's a huge deal at the end of the show. Yeah, like yeah, he might be band. like a he might be like yeah, you know, <laughs> they're a, a band. Beatles inspired thing, but he's still going to be big. Yeah, like. it's like oh no, he's not as big as the Beatles. Okay, so the, so is everybody. Yeah, I, I yeah. will say for Seiji though, he has a line where Centaro after he runs away, even though he's kind of right. Seiji goes up to like Richie's, just like you need to get over. It. He's like, dude, my best friend just ran away from home and I don't know where he is. I'm not going to get over it. <laughs> That was funny. Idea. I was like, like dude, he's like, just like, you need to get over it. Had been, it had been months, though, right? But, like, it's like if my best friend in high school just like dipped for X amount of time and I would, didn't know where he was, I'd be very concerned for this whereabouts. You could be concerned, but I think, I think what he was saying is like, like, I don't think Kaoru was like doing anything to move on. No, he, you're for sure. He's kind of like lulling around. That's that's yeah. true, but like it's just how is how it was said was so oh, ruthless. Yeah, no, for, just get over it, bro. Not like it was I, a breakup. Yeah. He's got that's his fair. eyes on the prize. That's all I got to say about <laughs> that. <laughs> like I don't know. The whole thing was like a little like because Kauru like completely shuts down if Centaro is not involved in something. Like he he like only knows how to be a person through Centaro being his friend. It feels like it a lot of times because like. It's not like him and Centaro are going to do the talent show together, right? Centaro is just like, oh, I'm going to go make some other friends for like one summer or something. And like, we can still yeah. hang out. And then Karu was like, throwing these clams everywhere. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah. you loved jazz. And it was like, hey, buddy. <laughs> um, Nobody's ever allowed to leave me because my dad left for <laughs> yes, that's one it. time. <laughs> yeah. That. <laughs> And then, like, you know, the the entire, like, when he was on top of Ritsuko, and he was like, I'm glad he's gone, because now I can... Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, he defines every relationship he has, like, through Centaro. Like, even, like, I'm not, I'm like, not, like, they get married, right, at the end. Like, it's gonna, like, that's a presumption, I guess. I mean, manga spoilers, yes. And okay, they, so, like, 
they're sleeping together for the first time, and he's like, "Thank God, Sentaro's a priest now, so that he can." I was just like, bro, I was literally about to say the author knew Sentaro had too much fucking game, so the only way to the only way it would feasibly make sense for Ritsuko to let go of Sentaro and fully love Kaoru is if Sentaro literally takes a vow of chastity, <laughs> like he literally had to be join the one church that doesn't let priests bang it's i i promise to contain all of my riz from now until the end of time i feel like Sotaro would still fuck on the side like i feel like he'd be like a pretty bad he'd be like the cool priest but he'd probably still do some shit on the side i so there there was like a moment that never got elaborated on at the beginning where they were talking about their they're like Catholic faith to Kaoru or whatever, and why Sentaru had the rosary. And then, so Risku says something like, you're chosen to... And then he shuts her up. And as far as I know, that was like never... I think I, that, that the priest saying that he's special is just like a like way... like It's like a... Imagine there's like a four-year-old asking why he's allowed to do it or whatever, and you can't just say like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's allowed to because... Well, you see, his mom had sex with an American GI, and yes, his that's, grandma yeah. committed seppuku in front of him, and then they also burned all of his mom's possessions. Um, so we just let him do that? So yeah. we just let him do that. Instead, it's easier to say, he's special. He's got a special reason why he's <laughs> That's fair. I, I guess, like, I took it, I was expecting he becomes, like, a priest, or, like, at least toys with that idea subplot for, like, the first half of the show because of that line and then it never came and then he did become a priest so i mean i don't know he's actually but... the second coming of jesus he yeah he is jesus it wasn't <laughs> actually an american gi it was god <laughs> it, was... it was an immaculate conception yeah and like that was i don't i don't know i guess I, I did like his character i wish we had gotten like a little more closure for him though i guess like life doesn't work that way but it would have been nice to see him work through his issues maybe a little bit because the last time we see Sentaro in like prime part of the timeline, I guess it's like he's very much not dealing with anything. And then we skip eight years. And so yeah, I, don't know. I can agree with that. It would have been nice to see like some like his, how he developed past that because he was definitely going through some pretty you know, harsh stuff at the time. Yeah, there's a lot happening at once, right, for him. So um, with, you know, his sister and him being in the accident, his dad coming back and, you know, him and his sister were the only ones that really remembered that their dad used to be abusive. And it seems like their dad did take a new leaf, but it's it's hard to accept that, I imagine, right? Honestly, what God did, like, Centauro piss off? That's my question, because he can't fucking catch a break. I mean, was it God's toughest soldiers faces their toughest his toughest battles or something like that? Like he's just he's just him. Centaro's just him. Centaur Job. Centaur Job. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, all that adversity, cat, and he can still fill those looks out better than you can. What's your excuse, man? <laughs> and he's a priest. You <laughs> fucking <dick>. <laughs> <laughs> So Pete, when you say you really dig the romance in this, is this is that mostly Junichi and Yurika, or do you like the Ritsuko? Uh yeah, it, it's a mix of everything. Um, okay, I I did like like Ritsuko. Like I think for how I interpret it, where I think she really likes the idea of Santaro. I don't think she ever like loved him in like a romantic way. They have like that scene where like when they were kids or whatever and i feel like like that's her innocence showing where she's so tied to that idea when she sort of realizes it's childish and centaro's more family than a partner uh she gets over it really quick i think that was kind of like her conflict between richie coming onto her and, and so i i did enjoy that aspect a lot I, the one thing i didn't like was richie being really forceful at the end because that was pretty out of character for him, even with Centaro leaving. Like we saw him and Centaro getting in fights and stuff, and him sort of like putting that on to Ritzko seemed a little out of character. And 
that one I didn't like, but I did like how they kind of worked it out a little bit at the end. Um, I have a little bit more context reading the manga chapters where she finds out that they are married and have a child together, or at least she's pregnant. So like, that's nice. But like the the big thing for me of in the romance is June and Yurika's relationship. Um, June's sort of coming to the fact that like he does like Yurika, however he does realize that she is like 16 and he is, I think at the time, probably like 20, 21, 22, somewhere in that range. Like he's a college student. I- I'm a guess he's somewhere in that range and him sort of realizing like, you no, know, we could probably fool around, but I don't think that we should take this to the next level, even though I kind of want to in the back of my mind and sort of that game that they both play with each other to me was just great. It was like, it was a good mix of drama. It was a good mix of toxicity there's a good mix of like two pe- two people of being like I mean they're just they're they're dumb like they're they're yes. both they're both dumb and make really dumb decisions but yep when you're that age that's what happens and I do think like at the end them sort of figuring it out together and sort of realizing what they want on the train him making the decision of do I leave with her or without her was just really heartwarming and then seeing the end with um Yurika being pregnant I thought it was just like the 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 whole thing coming together and to me that's like what makes this show like a really nice romance because it's a mixture of heartwarming toxic drama all that jazz it was just it was wonderful and all and the finger jazz. jazz um okay i yeah i guess that's fair i think the drama is good i personally not for any personal hangups or anything hate seeing these toxic relationships pay like pay off at the end like i just don't like that but that's me toxic people uh, need love too man maybe they can work it out together they can't they never, never worked <laughs> they out. It, it's it's the uh arrested development meme right yeah, exactly it didn't work like, out for them but it might work out for us yeah it's like <laughs> of course but they delude themselves into thinking that it might work but it might work but for like, us I, I think they're toxic because they're both denying themselves what they both want. And I think towards the end, they come to the conclusion of we don't have to put up this wall anymore. We can just be, we can say what we want. And I think they do that. And that's what I really like. Look, Junichi gave up the cause. He's a class traitor and well, he should okay. be respected. He, he never really <laughs> wanted to be in power. Like the only reason why he became power was because he was buddies with the dude who was in power. And he was like, yo, if I ever get arrested, you got to help me out. And then he does get arrested. Junichi's like, well, shit. All right. I guess I'll, I guess I'll run like one event and we'll see what happens. And then it's like, ah, shit. This has got like, this is the. Speaking of memes, this is the boy, this escalated quickly meme where it's just like, ah, shit, like I'm way over my head in like these um, protests and demonstrations. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't about that life. No, that's why he dipped. That's why he's hiding in a basement. <laughs> I, I just, I, we're, we're flashing back to the scene. Imagine being Centaro, right? You're like, no. I'm finally, well, yes. I'm Sorry, finally. I'm, I'm finally gonna kiss this girl I've liked for the last two years, brother June. Finally out of the way. I have mixed feelings about that, <laughs> but we got just out of the basement, nowhere. <laughs> Fucking goblin ass, hey, brother what, June. Hey, what are you guys up doing up there? Hey, oh, no, you guys, hey, what you doing? You guys trying to fuck? <laughs> you know what, guys? Charge is like, you know what, guys? I'll just leave. Yeah. He's like, you know what? June's like, hey, city boys, smell my fingers. (laughs) What's going on over there? Uh, Brother Sitaro becomes a priest immediately. Just. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's it for me. Um, I have I have a weird. This is like a joke, but I do want to say it because it's something I thought multiple times. Kids in the Slope is a power fantasy. It's a power fantasy for some fucking kid who was a loser in high school who like played the trumpet and thought it would make them cool or whatever and because there's like so many scenes like they're playing the jazz song it's pretty good at the school festival everyone from the tri-state area is running as fast as they can to hear them play this jazz song and then there's like the nerdy fat kid in the band and he's like all the girls are like oh my god you play an instrument can i marry you and he's like hands off ladies I, I, you know, and then they go to that party. That's just like tell, an orgy. You can tell Miles has never played an instrument because tr- I, I, I did. 
Oh, you what instrument did you play? I played the saxophone. I played guitar. I, you take that out of your fucking mouth. See, see, fun fun fact about me: I picked up a guitar within 15 minutes. I had sex. It was crazy. So maybe maybe just bad luck for you. But like, I'm not saying it's impossible, right? Like, I look. First off, right there. I can't see. Literally, that's a guitar. Uh, but it's like a saxophone case. It's not a saxophone case. Um, it prove does not it. Look like saxophone play. It, like it does not look like a saxophone all. case at all. Thank you. Um, a big sax, an oboe. I know <laughs> saxophone cases are larger when they it's get a euphonium. They... No, <laughs> he doesn't know how to mention. But work. like, I mean, like the thing is, like playing an instrument was not. It was cool, right? But it was also cool if you were cool. You know. Yes. It, it wasn't cool if you were Shingetora Maru. Not cool. <laughs> That's also true. Um, I will say that if you were in band, you were also in one of the highest, one of the highest possible places where you can get, where you can have sex. I don't know. I was too busy thinking Jesus didn't want me to have sex in high school to have sex. Dude, so. band kids had sex all the time. All the time. They were the freaks of high school. Freaks in terms of freaky, not freaks as in like losers. This one time at band camp. Yeah. What'd you do to Um, the flute? Anyways, that's my theory. I'm not saying instruments aren't cool. Being able to play an instrument is cool. Being able to play an instrument doesn't get you seven girls surrounding your desk if you're that guy. You know what does, though? Doing an anime podcast. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) We're all swimming in it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Let me grab my scuba gear real quick. <laughs> Go snorkeling. Kayla's going to divorce me because you said that. That's how lame that line was. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, do we have any other topics we want to talk about? Any other episodes, things that you liked or something that we want to have a broader discussion before we wrap up? I have one thing. That that fucking bigot in the club when he's like, stop playing that Negro music. Oh, is that what they said in the? Yeah, he yeah, said, stop yeah. Play, play some. If you're gonna play some jazz, at least play the white jazz instead of that colored shit. Yeah, quote that guy. Don't yeah, even that, take that out of context. I'll fucking kill you. That is not what I got <laughs> I in the absolutely dub. take that out of context. The dub is uh, a different word. <laughs> They did, but it was yeah. it's the same context essentially. Where well, it's, like, yeah. it's harsher I mean, though. It is way like, harsher. Yeah, because yeah. I remember in the sub, I'm like, Jesus Christ, and in the dub, I'm like, what does that word mean? Oh, you yeah. didn't know what that word meant? No, not really. I mean, oh, because like okay. I watched the sub first, so I knew the context yeah. of what he was saying. But if I yeah. watched the dub first, I'd be like, I, like I thought it was like a word to describe like Japanese people. Like no, that, that, that no, wasn't the case. No. It was like, no. Oh no, he was saying it about yeah, black people. I was like, Jesus Christ, bro, relax. Uh, yeah, like I mean, <laughs> if he was being racist against Japanese people, no need Why to relax, bro. Here? It would make more sense because they're in Japan. But then I realized it's about jazz. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, like the I I find it fucking annoying, and I get that I shouldn't. But I find it fucking annoying that they went, oh, we're playing, we're playing black jazz, and this one fucking, they just let them win, they start playing white jazz. I I was just like, they de-escalated the situation. I actually think that's the right play. Sure. I thought it was weird. I I agree with Kat. Um, At the end of that episode, he does, like, the call for the next one, and he was like, sorry, I, I got a little too drunk, and it's like, dude, you just threw a slur out there. Yeah, <laughs> like it was no one's business, and it's like he's like, I guess I'll do it next episode too. And I was waiting for that to happen, and apparently that was a bit. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, is this going to be like a whole thing? And it wasn't. It wasn't a thing at all. He never shows up ever again. Oh dear God! <laughs> if that was a whole thing throughout the rest of the show, I would have given this a fucking zero. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I do like how they touched on it at least like once though. That 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 was oh. interesting. That racism shows no boundary. Like it's just oh. wild. Yeah, the military is racist, it turns out. It did it, it does turn out. Yeah. 
that that shit pissed me off a little bit. Honestly, I'm glad it was there, but but it did piss me off. Yeah, me too. I bet you more. (laughs) How did you feel about it? Yeah, were you like, like were you upset about the racist? Were you cheering it on? Were you? Yeah, Pete Pete, was like, I like this. Me? Yeah. Yeah. Me? Yeah. 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 I don't like racism. <laughs> if he was racist, I wouldn't. You, be. you were like, I don't know what this word means, but I can see myself using it in a couple. He, during me, do you, I what? What is this slander? All of a sudden, <laughs> what the? Hell? I'm the. I'm gonna let yeah, my, he, I'm gonna let my reputation speak for itself. Don't let that happen. No. No, I'm a, bad I'm, idea. Don't do that. When, bad idea. when it comes to contagious diseases, my reputation is poor. When it comes to welcoming all individuals, my resume is unmatched. I wouldn't say unmatched, but it's all right. It's unmatched. <laughs> you do okay. <laughs> Anyways, Trent, you can cut all of this. Um, no, don't, don't. <laughs> Make it into a short. <laughs> Oh goodness! Um, Make it into a short. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, we're off the rails. Yeah, I I would love to talk about the ending just because reading the end of the manga and then reading or then watching the end of the anime, I feel like had two very different themes of how they wanted to present the finale of the story. Where the end of the anime is like you know like even if you drift apart, even if it's been eight years, like you're still going to be best friends with your best friend or whatever. Like the, the, the bond of friendship isn't going away when it's that strong. And I thought that was like a really great message to send. However, between Richie and Ritsko is like, so left wide open where they like look at each other at graduation. And they're like, that's it. That's the last interaction that they have until they see each other at, (laughs) at the church. But like, well, the the train she she sees oh, yeah, the train the, she faces uh, after yeah. I can't believe I forgot that. Wow. Well, okay. that's okay. But I mean, like, I, I took it as also like they didn't see each other for eight years. Like Richie's gone. Yes. Like that. That's that's the end of that. But then, like, we see it in the manga that they are married with a child, and it kind of makes me wish I saw that somewhere in the anime. It it could be brief. It could be quick. But like I do think like that was really left unseen in the anime, and I do wish we got that because I think that was a very pivotal relationship in the story. But like it, it's tough because I thought the ending was like so well done with the message that they were trying to send that I'm conflicted. Parts of me wish I never read the end of the the, the manga to have this in my brain. But I guess I want to get your guys' thoughts on like knowing the manga ending and seeing how the anime ended like what are your thoughts something get left out type of thing the the ending was something that i i do kind of wish that i had a little bit more uh romance added into it between uh ritsuko ritsuko and richie uh it's something that like at least like having a small like montage in between or having even having maybe having like an end credit scene where like at the end it's them coming back into a, into a shack kind of like kind of reminiscent of the manga uh where they're all where they're all come to back together like with all of their instruments or with most of their instruments and a couple of drum sets for uh for Centauri, uh going back to like the church to jam out a little bit that would have been cool. Like, even something like that. But I also do enjoy the fact that the way that the way that they kind of uh, had a bookend towards the end, especially because they didn't have like, they didn't have that much stuff going on with, uh, with Centauro at the end of the show uh, where, like, it that wrapped it up a lot better. I don't, I don't think it would have been easy to just go, okay, he's been gone for eight years. Oh, I messaged you. Be like, I don't think that would have been as concise. So, I think it was a good anime, anime only. Anime. 
Yeah, I would have liked to see a little bit more. Like I mentioned earlier, I would have liked to see a little bit more of like Centaro, you know, going through it or whatever, like kind of hashing out uh, his issues. I think that like, honestly, a couple of like OVAs or something would have hit mm-hmm. really hard for this series in particular, because it really does kind of feel like we do rush a bit at like in the very ending especially whenever like Ritsuko shows up and the only way you know she's going to show up for like a second is like they just show like someone holding a letter for a literal millisecond on the screen and then she shows up it's like okay cool i guess yeah i i agree with that i would have liked to see more exposition like i think what we did get was absolutely fantastic but i would have liked to see more of it but i guess it's it's like a very good finale right like that ending scene is very good so maybe it would feel a bit anticlimactic to like then delve a little bit into how their relationships progress from that moment i i I don't know i think like an ova ending series or something like someone suggested i think would be like pretty cool to have happen because i I would like to see more because i think there are still loose ends there Mm -hmm. and and you can see how they're gonna be tied together more or less but some you know you want to see it right like you want to see the little bow at the end you don't want to just know that they're going to get tied together so we need the the real life four episode ova type of thing yes where yes it just to tie yeah. some things together and i think that would have been real I, but that's the thing i don't know if that would like take away from the message that the, the episode 12 sent I, I don't know i'm conflicted because i think both endings are great in their own way so I don't I don't think it would. I think it would be the I think it would be something where like that episode could go from like ending the way it did and then going into like, you know, a, a one or two episode OVA where they show uh, where they show like small bits and pieces of what every character that we've seen in the show has done uh, yeah. in that time. I think that would be a really good uh, extra add on to the show and it i don't think it would take it take it away i think it would actually add to it because say it's like a year or two uh later and they've maybe jammed like once or twice in those few years and they're still as best of friends as they've been the entire time i think Mm -hmm. that would add up to it yeah Uh, because especially with the manga uh, like the last words of the manga ritiko says like she's like holding the the baby in her belly and she's like do you hear the music and like I think like something like that would have been like a really great way to end the series as well because like that's what brought them together that's what got them to this point so I I do think that they're adding that little scene or something like that would have been really cool but you know what I I, I do think that the romance was sort of the B plot to the story and the friendship was the main focus and ending it on that note they're a really good job at portraying that message so. I can't hate on it. I just sometimes you wonder what if. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So now that we are done with our discussion, let's go to our final thoughts and ratings. Cat, um, you will start us off. Sure. Um, so for me, I really enjoyed the, the last uh, seven episodes. Uh, the first five episodes were a little bit shaky, mainly because of, uh, mainly because of pacing. The one thing I really wanted to know was the passage of time and specifically a little bit more of a I'm I sometimes I need a little bit of hand holding with my shows. I'm I'm a little bit brain dead when I'm watching shit. So just a, a handhold to tell me exactly what time period it is uh in that on those first five episodes. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. But um just seeing that and having a little bit of a Maybe a little bit of a montage, not even montage, maybe like a, maybe not necessarily a narrator, but like, you know, a picture or a, uh, uh, something that shows an overview of the house from spring to summer to fall to winter back to spring. Exactly. Something that lets me know, hey, this is what's going on. Hey, you're back with the program. Cool. Cause that's what I needed. Cause I'm a little bit dumb. And I I felt like that would have that would have kept me a little bit more interested in the first five episodes. But after that, I was more keyed in on the friendship and everything. And it 
And it really landed strong, especially with the discussion and some realizations that I didn't actually put together earlier uh, before we started. And because of that, I was going to give it a seven, but I'm going to raise it to an eight because uh, some of the frustration is gone and it cleared up some stuff that I probably should have uh, probably should have keyed in on if I uh, I was a little bit smarter. But uh, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this show. Okay, and Jay. Yeah, I also really enjoyed this show quite a bit as well. I think that, you know, we didn't talk really about the music at all, even though it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty large element True. of the show. And uh, as someone who quite enjoys jazz, I enjoyed how it was integrated in the show. The uh, animation for the uh, like music and instrument playing was just phenomenal. Sound design was A+, plus, fantastic. Yeah, I really want to like just check out the soundtrack for this show in general, I think, if it's available in streaming or vinyl or whatever. I really enjoyed basically all of the main characters, and even most of the side characters were pretty fine. It felt like the side characters were like not really so much a thing, but they really did what they needed to do, so I don't take off any points for them. Overall, I... I really quite enjoyed this show are we doing ratings right now or is this yep yep okay yeah so my uh overall rating for this show is a 10 out of 10 10 okay and peter peter wow (laughs) (laughs) um there's a lot to say about this show that i love uh the cast was absolutely incredible in their own way i thought the drama in the show was light uh, it was a great mix of like being light being heavy with some of the themes with like the parental issues i thought was handled really well sort of like some show don't tell especially with centauro and his dad where you know he is like this tough bruiser dude but you know and i think that like he could probably whoop his dad's ass but he's kind of like scared of him and like i thought how that was shown in the series was handled really well like to the point where like he left and like ran away from his brothers and sisters. I really sensed that. And I think that that was like a really great moment. Uh, like Jay said, the music was really well done. I have to say one thing though about the music in episode 11, if you're watching the dub, when, oh, so funny. when, when, when Ritsuko <laughs> is singing, they do the Japanese version of her singing in English. And it's just so out of place because it doesn't sound like her English VA at all, but she's singing it's in English. So funny. It was just so odd. She I, just randomly gets a Japanese accent. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the thing is like her Japanese VA is like, I'm not going to be mean, but like not the best singer in the world. So like, I feel like her English VA could also just, sing in her normal voice and it would have been perfectly fine but like that was that i i'd like be like wait hold up like what hold on what um that being said yeah uh i love the romance i love june and yurika's relationship i everything about it is so 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 great i loved it even if it's not perfect it's great and that's what i love about it not everything has to be butterflies and rainbows and and sparkling confetti sometimes it's sometimes it's just a lot of bullshit and a lot of mess and a lot of whatever but the distance between perfect and where they're at it doesn't matter they're they're perfect (laughs) for each other and they love each other and they have a kid um miles could disagree but that that's where i interpreted as and it was a huge part of the show to sort of just reflect off of the main cast so a uh, huge fan of that everything about it the, the animation was gorgeous it was such a well animated series uh, there's like the scene, uh, even though Miles hates it, where like everybody's running to the the barn or whatever that they're in. Like that was animated so cool. I love that. So many things, that, great things to say about this show. I loved it. It's a ten. It's my number nineteen anime of all time. Uh, thoroughly, thoroughly love Kids on the Slope. I didn't hate that scene. I just thought it was funny. Um, it just seemed a little you were you're being snarky, and so I took this. You hated it. <laughs> Man, I, I would hate everything. Then I have. <laughs> um, yeah, you probably would. Fair enough. Um, I also enjoyed this show. Uh, I thought it was a good time. I did not like Erica and Brother June's relationship. I feel like they needed to just get very, very far away from each other and never talk to each other ever again. But that's okay. You know what I mean. Not everyone gets a happy ending and they don't and that's okay 
Um, but they I thought, do. <laughs> they, they do not. They um, do. It's a bad ending. Have you read their manga chapter? No. Okay. I just saw that they were playing um, with twins, and then she seemed happy. Especially okay. in the anime, she seemed happy, too. She sure did. Um, she did. She's like, I wonder if he's going to spoil her if it's a girl. Like, she seemed really happy that they're about to birth a child. I... Anyways, uh, I really liked the friendship aspect of this. I thought it was good. I loved Centaro as a character. Um, the other characters I thought were good characters who I didn't really love that much. I thought that they were annoying, but like in a good way and like a relatable human way. Jay had mentioned that we didn't really talk about the music much. Uh, my part on that is because I don't know anything about music theory or anything. I have like little to no understanding of it. I enjoyed the music that happened. And it, but it, it's hard for me to be like impressed by it or anything because I don't, I just don't get it. I don't understand music. So, uh, at like a technical level, say, like, it sounds good. Yeah, a plus. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> you know, but I, I but I thought it was fun. Um, for me, this is a, a very strong eight out of ten. Um, and uh, I, I liked it very much. Uh, Socks, please don't be mad at me. I saw that you said you were going to attack me for giving this a nine, and I technically gave it one lower. But I just I want you to know this is better than the Bochi eight. And I, I <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters, right? <laughs> so you know that that's my opinion on that. So now I'm going to throw it to myself to find out what we're watching next week for our two core. Well, what was the average uh, score though? Oh, the average score of eight, eight, ten, ten was a nine. Hey, all right, um, which is going to have that the show in like our top like five to seven shows yep. if watched. Um, As and I think I think it's a good fitting show for that. Um, you know, they don't all have to be my favorite shows, so it's a yeah. it's it's a good one. Now I'm throwing it to myself. Okay, oh jeez, Louise. <laughs> <sighs> Um, so I miss Pat, you know. <laughs> Just, <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Pat. I know. I can't he believe he died in that in the streets of I, Rio. I, I know, but it, it was it was so crazy because the guy who shot him just said he wanted to watch a man die. Yeah, and yeah, like wild. It was, it's weird because they called him Shiro Hebi or White Snake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they just posted it on Live Leak, took it down, and just sent us the video directly. <laughs> I can't I believe got, we can I'm watch that sure shit on the band. Pat's pinky. Yeah. So was, <laughs> anyways, in third place we have a tie. It's we too cool, tie. by the way. This is our two core episode. We have a tie between all of these were really close, except for what came in very last, which was Cowboy Bebop. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> oh, what the fuck? It's dude. a bit. Uh, <laughs> Steins Gate and Higurashi are tied for third. In a late comeback, we had Kimi Nitadoki at two. Sorry, buddy. And I stumped for it pretty hard. And in first place, we have March Comes Like a Let's Lion. Oh, baby! Bro, who wanted to watch this Let's shit? Let's go! So, so many. It had 30 points, which is a lot. Let's go! Um, I so, I, I, I explained it to Kayla, and what she said to me was, boring! So... We'll see. We'll see. I also <laughs> thought it was boring, but I want to give it a second shot. I would okay. love for you to watch this again and then just be like, just no, really, I was right. No, was really bad. <laughs> you know, you know, the haters said that I was wrong and you know what? Or you know what? Shout to the haters. They were correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That that's it. Now we will be nominating shows for the, the following week of which we have no theme or anything. The only rule is that your show can't be based off of a mammal of any kind. Um, They're anamorphic. Mammals. I don't know what that means, so it doesn't apply to me. You don't know what mammals are? I'm kidding. Sure. Okay. Kat, you're up first, buddy. Alright. I'm gonna try and push this show in. Planet with. Okay. Well, I'll vote for it because it's not Uma Musume. I'll vote for it because I have to. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. I have to vote for Uma Musume. Yes, you do. Um, that's a bummer. Jay, you're up next. I will nominate a movie called Interstellar 5555, the story of the secret star system. It is a uh, visual companion piece to the album Discovery by Def. Oh, nice. Oh, shit. Okay, 
the the blue women in this yeah. awoken something in me when I was a child. Um, it's the second highest rated thing from 2003 on any list. So that's <laughs> why you like Mass Effect and Avatar. And, and mostly Mass Effect. And Smurfs. Mostly Papa Smurf. Uh. I, think, I think it's important to note that there's like only one woman Smurf, and like that is just logistically a nightmare. Yeah. They just split all, they bud. They just reproduce by bud. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And last but not least is me. I will be nominated. Nice. Okay. Pete, yeah. Pete, go ahead. What would you like Yo, to nominate? Yo, Glue is back on the menu, boys. Giddy up, stable. We're back. Uma Musume, Pretty Derby, season one. I thought this had like a good rating on Mal, but I was mistaken. It gets better over time. Well, yeah, as does almost everything. Did you just mm. allude to the death of your stable mates? After season one, we are the stable is turning into blue. Have you ever seen mm. End of Ava? It's like that, but with horses. No, I haven't. So uh, it's I like haven't. that with horses. Okay, so I thought long and hard about this. I was like, I was like, maybe we can just like re up on the like the Gundam train, and I can do that one Gundam everyone likes. That's twelve episodes. But then I thought the only way to beat the stable is through an equally terrible show that has some amount of meme power behind it, and it has a legacy point. So we're re upping Yuri is my job. We're gonna make it happen. It's gonna be there. I believe. <laughs> and um think about this else, and hey it came in second last time um so that's the plan <laughs> pete take it away that's the end of our episode awesome thank you miles if you have made this far and you want to support us the best way to do so like comment subscribe leave a review on whatever platform you're watching or listening to us on next week the fan favorite our most popular segment of all time anime jeopardy returns for our like 37th edition so Tune into that. Um, should be a good time. Otherwise, if you're here for Watch Club, we will see you in two weeks for March Comes In Like a Lion. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Peace! Bye-bye!